Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Shalom Aleinu, Hodiavo Shalom Aleinu, Hodiavo Shalom Aleinu, Vialkulam. Hodiavo Shalom Aleinu, Hodiavo Shalom Aleinu, Hodiavo Shalom Aleinu, Vialkulam. Take the one you love 
Find your seats because your main course is now being served. Main course this morning seems to be amazing Jewish music. Welcome to a Tuesday. It's JM in the AM. <coughs> that is the uh, opening medley off of Mordechai Shapiro's Sing It album. They call that the first dance here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, Acha Shoalti from Waterbury. You heard The Promise and Salam done by Aryeh Kunstler. Eitan Katz with a great Nigun. Yogati done by Yaakov Shweki. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this January the 4th, day two in the month of Shvat, the year 5782, Tufshin Pei Bays. It's also the first Tuesday of January 2022. Keep that in mind as we approach the second anniversary of the uh, coronavirus dominating our lives. Yeah. Soon it's going to be two years. I keep uh, using the figure three years because for those who've been in school, it's really been three years. It was the tail end of year one. It was the complete year two, meaning school year-wise, and now, of course, in the middle of year three. And I am I have tremendous respect for anybody who is... Um, uh, not happy um, with uh, the position that I took on the air yesterday regarding the uh, uh, the way our schools and community are dealing with uh, COVID-19. I do get it, and I'm trying to um, uh, keep this as an open forum in, in as respectful a manner as possible. Uh, but there has to be a discussion, and I felt the only way to really increase the conversation and understand what all families are going through, not just families in difficult medical situations, but all families are going through, uh, I felt we had to just open up that conversation. So it's done with tremendous sincerity. And uh, I, of course, I think I have a proven track record that it's done in a positive manner and with positive intentions. And I hope uh, that what we did yesterday will lead to greater conversation and understanding of each other and what's happening in our community. Because uh, I think the one thing we need to do is to acknowledge that uh, that everybody, no matter what position they are advocating, everybody has a legitimate point of view, and it just got to be discussed, and we got to figure out the best way to go forward. And um, and that's that. So I do appreciate the uh, both the positive and not so positive reaction we got, uh, but I think the important thing is, is that we're discussing it, 
and just understanding and realizing that um, that youngsters of all backgrounds, no matter how quote unquote normal or regular their situation is, and no matter how exceptional their situation is, everybody is going through something because of this uh, dreaded virus uh, and the way we are uh, dealing with it. So that is that. Tuesday morning, JM in the AM with 20 degrees, sunshine and a high, I know 20, could you imagine it's freezing out there? Uh, 20 degrees, sunshine and a high temperature of 35, partly cloudy tonight, low 31, and tomorrow some showers and a high Wednesday of 46 degrees. 56 right now in Yerushalayim, we're at 20 in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Uh, well, um, uh, Rabbi Yanki Horowitz, Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz, who um, many of you know from his incredible work. Uh, on the um, the topic of child safety. And he has really put his life at risk to work with uh, families, educators, victims. Um, He was scheduled to join us tomorrow. We pushed it up until today because of a a conflict he had tomorrow. So today, this morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Rabbi Horowitz is going to join us. And we will discuss the... um, Walder situation and in general what's happening in our community from somebody who's on the front lines and can uh, intelligently speak to uh, what victims are going through and what we need to know. Um, so that's coming up at 8 o'clock Eastern time, just about an hour and 10 minutes from now here at JMNAM. In fact, he tweeted yesterday declaring a Walder-free 36 hours aside from anything related to supporting abuse survivors. So I I uh, I asked him, I said, I feel bad. You're violating your Walder-free um, 36 hours. He said, no, I think a conversation like this is actually going to support and help some abuse survivors, so let's go for it. So I thank him for that, and he'll join us coming up this morning at 8 o'clock at JM in the AM. Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz. And a very positive reaction once we release the news on social media that he'll be joining us. Very positive reaction. And um, hopefully he'll be able to give us uh, really necessary insight. And the most important thing, the most important thing is his effort to get his book, uh, a book created for, meant for children, into as many of the uh, homes and schools as possible. And we'll discuss that effort uh, at some point during that conversation as well. Right here at uh, JM in the AM. All right, so he'll be joining us uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. (coughs) Boy, I thought I was completely over this thing, and now I've got some type of residual cough this morning. Not sure what it's from. Uh, Israel has topped 10,000 new cases with a fourth vaccine rollout moving very fast. This is according to the Jerusalem Post. Uh, Israel registered over 10,000 new coronavirus cases Monday, a figure previously reached only at the peak of the third wave in January of 2021 and the fourth wave back in September. The new surge in cases caused by the highly infectious Omicron has been faster than any previous outbreak. And... um, what this means in terms of Israel opening up, we still don't know. That's a rumor that just continues to fly around that 
even with the very, very spreadable situation that's going on in Israel and the rest of the world, they're still uh, considering opening up Israel as much as possible. So we'll see what happens. Yesterday in Israel, um, a terrible crash. The Israeli military has begun to investigate the circumstances surrounding the deadly crash of a Navy helicopter that crashed off the coast of Haifa Monday night. Two IDF pilots died after their helicopter went down around 9 p.m. The main direction of the investigation is that a technical malfunction caused the helicopter to crash into the sea. Throughout the night and during the day, crews worked to recover all parts of the helicopter in order to ascertain the reason for the crash. The Air Force will also try to reconstruct all the pilots' actions during the flight and see if there had been any human error involved in the tragedy. The two fatalities were identified as 38-year-old Lieutenant Colonel Erez Shacheni, who was married with three children, who served as Deputy Commander of Ramat David Air Base, and 27-year-old Major Chen Fogel. Third crew member was rescued shortly after the crash from the sea and flown to Rambam Hospital. The military is hoping he may be able to shed light on what happened before the helicopter went down. Israeli Air Force Chief of Operations Brigadier General Amir Lazar said that the Shacheni and Fogel were recovered from the cockpit of the helicopter after it sank beneath the waves in a complex recovery operation. According to Lazar, who spoke to reporters following the crash, the helicopter went down without sending an emergency distress call. No call was heard on the radio before the accident that disappeared from the monitoring screen, and then there was a report of a helicopter that hit the water, and we activated rescue forces. A difficult and painful accident. These helicopters are well used but very reliable and operate consistently with the Navy. The technical components will be carefully investigated. That was a statement by Lazar. Prime Minister Bennett responded saying the Air Force pilots who fell in the accident were among the best of our sons. The people of Israel will not forget their contribution to the security of the state. Yeah, that's for sure. So that is uh, what happened yesterday in Israel. And uh, that investigation, of course, is ongoing. Tuesday morning, JM in the AM, 20 degrees outside. I say that because if you're in this uh, New York, New Jersey area, get ready for some cold when you get out there this morning. Sunshine and a high of 35, partly cloudy tonight, low 31, and tomorrow some showers and a high Wednesday, 46 degrees. 56 right now in Yushalayim. Feel free to comment, uh, uh, 20 here in New York City. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Please keep in mind, Alter Melech Ben Lea Rachel, Alter Melech Ben Lea Rachel, for a refuah shlema, Alter Melech Ben Lea Rachel, and your help with that, of course, is greatly appreciated. More coming up, JM in the AM on a Tuesday morning broadcast.
Mendy Portnoy and Ari Ettinger together, piano and guitar. That comes from the uh, amazing Amudim show here at JM in the AM. Eitan Katz with O.D. Shama, Tuesday morning broadcast at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world of women, AlchemySingle.com and the AlchemySingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background. Do our news from Israel coming up. One hour from now, Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz, Rabbi Yanki Horowitz, who was originally scheduled for tomorrow. He's going to join us today. We'll talk about the Walder case. We'll talk about what's going on in our community regarding abuse, etc., etc. There is uh, probably no greater expert, certainly no greater expert, is always on the front lines when it comes to these episodes and these issues than Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz, and we'll speak with him coming up one hour from now here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning with 20 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 35. want to thank everybody who helped us get to our goal last week and end 2021 in such a glorious fashion in terms of our fundraiser. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Much appreciated, to say the least. And we got some really nice messages uh, along with some of the contributions that have been coming in. We're going to try to get to those. I want to thank everybody who had nice things to say about what we do here at JM in the AM. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam in the AM. Galitzal in Yerushalayim, Ashara 2, Shalom Rav, Baulpan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorea Akshav. Asan Yitrazkot HaMasok Emesh Mul Chofei Haifa. Alvayato Shel Rav Seren Chen Fogel, Shenerag Baitrazkot, Titkayem Baud Kishaa, Bebet Almin Atzvai Bechaifa. ירון פוגל, אביו של חן, ספד לו, כתבנו קובי מנדל שמע אותו. כן, הוא הבן הבכור שלנו. אלה החמודות, ילד חייכן, ילד אינטליגנטי, נבון, חברותי. הוא היה אצלנו בשבת, נפרדנו בשבת. הוא לא היה איש של טיסה, הוא היה איש של ערכים. הוא הגיע להיות טייס בגלל הערכים שלו, בגלל האהבה שלו לארץ, בגלל הציונות שלו. מועד הלווייתו של סגן אלוף ארז זכייני, זיכרונו לברכה, שנהרג אף הוא בתאונה, טרם נמסר. סגן שר החוץ עידן רול מיש עתיד נדבק בקורונה. כזכור, סגן השר רול תועד בסוף השבוע כשהוא משתתף במסיבה ללא מסכה. מטעמו של רול נמסר כי הוא נכנס לבידוד בהתאם להנחיות, ידיעה שמסרה כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרה פולברג. מבצע חיסוני הילדים, רק כאחוז עד שני אחוזים ממקבלי מנות החיסון נגד קורונה בקרב ילדים פנו לייעוץ רפואי לאחר קבלתו. כ-82 אחוזים מהילדים בני חמש ושש לא דיווחו כלל על תופעות לוואי. כך עולה מסקר של קופת חולים מכבי. עם הפרטים כתבנו לענייני בריאות, שי פרידמן. כ-70 אחוז מהמתחסנים במנה השנייה מקרב הילדים דיווחו על תופעות מקומיות ו-30 אחוז דיווחו על תופעות לוואי כלליות כמו עייפות וחווי ראש. רובם דיווחו על כך שהתופעות חלפו לאחר כשלושה ימים. עוד על פי הנתונים, בני חמש דיווחו על פחות תופעות לוואי ביחס לבני האחת עשרה. בתוך כך נמשך מבצע החיסון במנה הרביעית, ויותר מ-24,000 איש קיבלו את מנת הדחף הנוספת. בג"ץ הוציא צו על תנאי המורה למדינה לנמק מדוע יישאר על כנו איסור היציאה מהארץ של המחוסנים והמחלימים למדינות אדומות, ומדוע לא תקוצר תקופת הבידוד של המחוסנים שחזרו מחוץ לארץ ממדינות אדומות. המדינה תגיש את תשובתה בתוך שבוע. כתבתנו עינב קרנר מוסרת שההחלטה התקבלה לאחר שהבוקר התנהל דיון בפני בית המשפט. 
לאחר שביקר את העציר המנהלי, הישאם אבי עוואש, ששובת רעב, חבר הכנסת אחמד טיבי הזהיר אצל אמיר איבגי, מותו עלול להוביל לירי טילים מעזה. המקרה שפגשנו אתמול הוא הקשה ביותר מבחינה בריאותית. זה חייב בסכנה. 140 יום שביתה זה לא מספיק, האיש עומד למות. אתם יודעים מה יקרה בשטח אם הוא עומד למות? יתחילו טילים מעזה כפי שהודיעו. הם הודיעו שיהיו טילים אם הוא ימות. העיר כפר סבא מובילה בשביעות רצון התושבים, כך עולה מנתוני איכות החיים בערים הגדולות של הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה. מדווחת כתבתנו לענייני פנים, שיר אמן. העיר כפר סבא מובילה בפעם השלישית ברציפות ברוב מדדי איכות החיים בהשוואה ל-16 הערים הגדולות. רחובות ורמת גן נמצאות אחריה ברשימה מבחינת רמת שביעות רצון התושבים. בתחתית נמצאות בת ים, בני ברק והבירה ירושלים, שמדורגת שנייה במספר החשים דיכאון. מזג האוויר משעות הצהריים בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה צפוי גשם מקומי. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
daddy dear, tell me please, is it true what they said? In the heavens there's a cup that gets fuller each day, and I heard that Hashem keeps it close nearby, and He fills it with His tears each time that we cry. Zaydi told me, Daddy dear, did He tell you the same? That when sorrow strikes His people, Hashem feels all the pain. Tell me why does He cry far away in the sky? Tell me why, Daddy dear, are the tears in
Hello. 
JM in the AM with Shmoli Unger and Muftach. You heard Daddy Deer, that Shlomi Dax and David Dax together from the Amudim uh, uh, presentation. Really nice uh, rendition of that uh, big favorite. It's a big favorite, that song. Uh, Torah Siva, done by the Shira Chadasha Boys Choir, Ben Sion Lerer with Tovla Hodos, and Shoresh Tfilali Shlomo Hamdina, which we dedicate to the memory of those two victims of the helicopter crash yesterday in Israel. Uh, like I always say, it seems that they, that we always lose our best, and uh, you read up on these um, two young defenders of the state and the land of Israel, and you realize that in fact they were among our best. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM, January the 4th of 2022, brand new calendar year, 2nd of Shvat, hope your Rosh Chodesh was nice, 20 degrees, it's cold out with sunny and uh, sunny weather and a high temperature of 35. Right now, 56 in Yerushalayim, 20 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Uh, the TABC family has their big dinner coming up on Monday night, January the 10th, beginning at 7.30 at TABC in Teaneck, New Jersey. Reservations, donations, etc. TABC.org slash dinner 2022. TABC.org slash dinner 2022. TABC relies on the annual dinner fundraising to provide critical support for the Bruce Bruce Ritholtz Scholarship Fund. The need for scholarship support is greater than ever. It's our sincere hope that um, everybody who can will attend the dinner and support. And um, I will say that the uh, folks at TABC get a special shout-out from the entire Siegel family for their... uh, Incredible service to our family and the community for so many years. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echonishmas Harav Zevin Biosov Alevi, and Echonishmas Esther Basser Biosov Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. After all the years of servitude, the oppression, the ten plagues, the emotional ups and downs, as Paro granted them permission to leave and then retracted it, The Jewish nation was finally standing at the edge of the Sea of Reeds, pursued by the Egyptians, even though by this time the Mitzrayim should have realized that they would surely die, as Hashem intended for the Jewish people to emerge victorious. They nevertheless continued their frenzied chase. The Menachem Tzion cites the Zohar that elaborates more on what happened. In truth, Paro didn't willingly choose to let the Jewish people leave. He was forced because of the plagues. However, when he saw that his magicians, who were part of the Erev Rav, had joined the Jewish people, he felt betrayed. At that point, he regretted his concession to Moshe Rabbeinu and set out in pursuit of the Jewish nation. The Torah tells us that the entire army, the chariots, the horses, they were covered by the sea. They sank like lead in the water. When the people of the world heard about Hashem's might and glory, a great Kiddush Hashem was created, and they all feared Hashem. The Shira Satora asks, Hashem had already begun to punish the Egyptians on the ground in Egypt. Why didn't he wipe out the army there? Why was it necessary to have them pursue the Jewish people into the Sea of Reeds? An interesting answer is given. Just as long as Paro still had some merits, Hashem did not try to destroy him. 
When Paro gave the Jewish people permission to leave, he was left with some zuchuyos, some merits that protected him. But the moment that he regretted his decision and set out to pursue the Jewish people, he lost all of his merits and all his protection. It was then that Paro and his army drowned in the waters of the Sea of Reeds. How careful we should be with our own zuchuyos to continue to amass merits in our life. If somebody like the wicked Paro could even have zuchuyos, could have merits that could have saved his life, imagine you and I, our zuchuyos, how careful we should be to constantly gain mitzvos and masim tovim every day. Maybe an extra capital tilim for Klau Yisrael, a helping hand for somebody in need, a pleasant smile for someone who may chas shalom be depressed, an extra quarter into the pushka, in the kupa for tzedakah. Each and every day, we have countless opportunities to amass zuchuyos, merits, in our own life. May we all be blessed with brocha v'hatzlocha and darichas yomim v'shanim tovos. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Si poile von echo baderech becholitz o ja hoolet Efroichim oi veitim Vio eim roi vetzes Halo efroichim oi al habitim Loi sikach
More from the uh, Amudim uh, content that they produced for that amazing uh, live stream a couple of weeks ago. That's uh, Ki Kare, Shlomo Simcha, and his brothers in the Suffern family. Just amazing with Ki Kare dedicated to the memory of their father. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Before that, you heard Aryeh Kunstler and Azia Shir. We did that because Rabbi Goldwasser had just alluded to the um, to the um, Kriyas Yamsuf that we're going to read about uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so that's the Az Yashir done by uh, Aryeh Kunstler here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning with 20 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 35. Rabbi Yanki Horowitz, somebody who has been uh, on the front lines of um, many uh, episodes of uh, defending the abused, defending the victims in our community. He's going to join us at 8 o'clock this morning. He declared a uh, 36-hour moratorium on speaking about the Walder case. He's letting us violate his moratorium in order to speak about it this morning. We'll explain that and more coming up at the top of the hour right here at JM and the AM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abels and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code RADIO. And try A&H today. More coming up. You're listening to... A uh, Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
are princes among men in the service of Hashem. It's a bond that never ends, no. And thank God for that. You are princes among men in the service of Hashem. It's a love that never ends, no. And thank God for that, cause...
J.M. in the A.M. with the early Shabbos band. Leiv Avos is the name of that one. Osa Shalom from Yaakov Chesed. You heard Jesse Green and Company with Leiv Avos. Um, you heard uh, Crown done by Yoni Z to open up that set. And this is America's one and only Jewish 
moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Uh, well, many of us, uh, if not all of us who are tuned in, are aware of the quote-unquote Walder case and have been horrified by the um, news that has been uh, made public over the last few weeks regarding uh, what so many in our community have been through. None of this is a, uh, is a surprise, unfortunately. None of this is foreign to Rabbi Yanki Horowitz, uh, who is um, uh, probably the person who has been most outspoken and has stood side by side with so many abuse victims in our community worldwide over the last many, many years. And um, we felt the need after everything that had been going on, um, the stories that had been coming out, the, uh, the Besden that was convened, the subsequent suicide, uh, Walder taking his own life, uh, big effort in the community to get rid of his books, Big effort in the community, I hope. We'll find out in a minute to help his victims. After all this, we thought it would be a good time to check in with Rabbi Horowitz and find out what's happening. By the way, uh, as I introduce Rabbi Yanki Horowitz, I do want to mention that uh, he literally posted um, last night that he's taking a 36-hour break from any Walder conversation except to help uh, actual victims of abuse. And uh, therefore, with that in mind, I want to thank him for setting aside time for us during this uh, short moratorium. Rabbi Horowitz, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Nachum, it's always a pleasure. I've been on your program over so many years. It's just delightful to be back. Thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. And why a 36-hour moratorium, and why do we become the exception? Well, I made a prior commitment to you, and I... I readjusted it because I'm speaking to the. Um, we're doing a, a, at the same time I'm doing a, um, a meeting with a lot of rabbanim in Europe tomorrow at the same time. So I didn't want to say no to you, and uh, here I am. Okay. Um, you know, I declared the moratorium because it was really dragging on me, and um, a few people called me. I posted a video about about abuse survivors and what I think we need to do, and a few of my good friends called me and said, "Yanki, you look terrible." So um, I decided to uh, I decided to take a look at it. There, you know, there was a suicide of a victim of, of his in in Israel. You know, right, uh, shortly after, you know, like a day after he, he killed himself, and um, there was terrible, terrible trauma uh, on so many victims here um, around the world. And uh, I was really concerned. I was really, really concerned for for. Their emotional, the emotional well-being of, uh, of the survivors. So um, I just, you know, did what I could, you know, on a personal level, but mostly publicly to try to get people to support, to publicly support uh, the, the the survivors. You know, uh, Eli Wiesel and his um, in his acceptance speech when he won the Nobel Prize, he said that uh, silence always benefits the, the tormentor and never the tormented. Yeah. So if you're neutral, if you're neutral, you're helping. You know, you're really helping the the abuser, not actively, but so that's what we need to stand there. You know, Nachum, it's it's so sad that we keep seeing the same, you know, the same attributes since the beginning of time, since the son of the mayor of Shem, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, assaulted Dina, Yaakov's daughter. It's the, the powerful have taken advantage of the weak. And here you have it again, and 
and it's the same with Bill Cosby. It's in every culture and every environment. I think since the world, you know, since the world, <laughs> the, the world existed, and 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 that's why good people, these people, the vast majority, have to stand. I'm, I'm begging all the listeners, stand with the deep divides. Any platform you have, you have a social media group. You know, you know, social media, you have influence, even among your friends. Um, get up there and say something to support victims. If you know someone who's a survivor, check up on them, call up, ask how they're doing. Um, and that imbalance of power, that, that image that went around the, the internet of a thousand people at Walder's funeral and, and, you know, 20 at the, the, the young lady who told herself. Um, it was a dagger in everybody's heart. It was just so sad. That again, the imbalance of power showing, um, ha- you know, hammering it home to survivors. Yeah, Rabbi Yanki Horowitz is with us. Uh, so many things to to unpack here with you. Um, high profile author, many many years. High profile therapist. Uh, obviously, I assume the the majority, if not all, of the abuse happened under those circumstances. Why did it take so long? for our community to find out about him. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word cover-up, but if there was one, then please let us know. But but in general, why does it take so long to find out when someone is doing so much damage in our community? So, I mean, you can ask the same question about uh, Roger Ailes or Bill Cosby or any of the ones in this. There was a huge abuse uh, in in. So is, so, that's so, my message. So is it not only the victims that 
that have this halo effect? Or is it not only the victims that are affected by the halo effect, but it could be leaders and supervisors and people in leadership positions in our community who also are victims, quote unquote, of that halo effect? Or it's different in their case? It's especially them. It's especially them that because this person is their colleague or their friend or their, you know, and they can and they can never see, see them, they can never see themselves doing something like that. So there's no way that person who's their colleague or friend. Right, can right, 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 right. Again, it's so important, folks, that you understand that you know, um, I, I, it's so important that the dynamic because it keeps repeating itself. That, that we see things, and you look at those and say, why didn't anybody say anything? And the answer is because you make assumptions. You make assumptions. And, and another, another term to look up, folks, is institutional grooming. Uh, yes, if it's the people, you know, the leaders, grooming is when they groom a child to break down their defenses. Institutional grooming means that abusers do things in public that, that – that groom the entire community to say that they couldn't be doing this or their, or or whatever they do, they have a strange way of doing things. Another great read is um, if you have a board, I don't know if you have any uh, digital communication. I would be glad to send you some links to sure. send out to the public. Sure, of course. We have a free we have a free nine minute safety video that's on YouTube. We have one with Hebrew subtitles that we just made. That we added on that just like three, four years ago. Um, there's so many good resources out there that are free. So there's a, there's my number one recommendation to parents to read about grooming is In Plain View by Malcolm Gladwell, the guy who wrote Tipping Point and Link and right. Outlier. Right. It's a 45, 5,500-word essay in, in the New Yorker magazine, and it was a brilliant um, breakdown of Jerry Sandusky in Penn State University right. with that Joe Paterno scandal. Right. And he writes how he got away with him. And it's the same it's the same pattern again and again and again. Rabbi Yanki Horowitz is with us, um, talking about the Walder case and its aftermath. You have um I, I can only imagine um, that this case, with its high profile and uh, and with all the news about it over the last few weeks, has encouraged uh, victims um, to reveal themselves as victims. Now, you're somebody uh, who's been extremely helpful. You're somebody who stands by the side of victims in really tough situations, including situations where your life is threatened for supporting them. Have you heard from many people in that category over the last few weeks? Um, that funeral stopped a lot of it. It makes the it makes the um, folks who are already abuse survivors and, and public and those who are thinking of coming forward, um, just like that fundraiser from the Henny Weberman was. I believe it was a clear message to the to the public out there. Hey, listen, folks, we're supporting. We're, we're with this guy. No, and that um, and, and, and that suppresses one's desire to make their situation public because they think it's hopeless. Would you? Would, would you? Would you? You know, if you see something, you, you see like you, if you see, you know, the mayor of of, of the neighborhood going to to the funeral, and a mayor spoke, I think, at a funeral, and you know, and you see you see well connected people. That's a message. 
that's a message that's sent to the public. I would say, say people of these survivors are probably less likely to come out now than, than more likely. It's the ones that they're just suffering in silence. And when they see something like this, oh my God, when they see this uh, uh, public expression of support for someone who, who brutally, brutally abused so many people, um, it's a dagger in their heart, and it, it lets them know that you know you're not going to get supported. If you come forward, you've got the mayor here, all the pe people who know people. This is why we have to stand. This, I said in the video, we have to do what Shimon and Levy, I'm not saying got to do you know, the violence, you know, that they killed the city of Shem, but they have to stand. They stood for their sister. And they, you know, my, my, my take on the whole situation there is Yaakov tells them when he came back after when they freed Dina, Yaakov says, you embarrass me and you, 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 you embarrass us and you're going to get us killed. And they said, sister And Rashi doesn't use the literal translation. Rashi says, Hefker, ownerless. Um, that as if something is an object in public, you know, that someone gives up on is considered Hefker. It's not, it's not owned by anybody. Nobody, nobody's, uh, nobody, uh, it's, it's nobody's property. It's nobody just opens for the public to take. And my, my understanding is it, 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 Rashi doesn't do alternative translation unless there's a real good, really good reason. And I think that Rashi was explaining that what they said, Hefker, our sister is not Hefker, they didn't mean, they weren't talking, when they said Zayn excuse me, they weren't saying that our sister has high moral standards. That's not what she was talking about. They were talking about. They said that you can't do this with our sister. It's not okay. And we're going we're gonna to stand with her and we're going to put down our lives for her. So how do so how do we deal, and specifically, how does someone like you uh, deal with leaders in our community who are not ready to take a stand like that? Because I, I would think that could shake one's faith to the core when they see religious leaders in our community not ready to make that commitment to help somebody who's uh, been abused. Well, you know, I, I do what I think is right, and I I... I try to stay focused on what I can do in my sphere of influence. Um, and, you know, mostly I've been, I, uh, we spoke about, you know, 20 years ago, 18 years ago, when, when the advocates were speaking, people felt we lost our minds. You know, uh, and, but this, I mean, it's not the case anymore. You know, most of the rabbis do, you know, do support abuse survivors. And, and <clears throat> you know, and, and, you know, I do what I do. I do what I think is right. right. You you even said to me off the air, and I'll I'll, I'll be careful how I say this. Cause I'm not sure if it was meant for the air, but but you you even alluded to me <laughs> off the air that you felt that until his suicide, most most people in the public sphere from every uh, area of 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 let's call it religious observance. No, I can't think of a better term right now. We're handling it pretty well. Canceling him out, right. canceling him I out. I wrote that publicly, by the way. I wrote and said it publicly. I said until his suicide, it was ten steps forward. I, I, it was it was incredible, incredibly quick, and incredibly across the board. And and you know, it's his biggest sphere of influence was in Bnei Brak, You know, among the Haredi non-Hasidic community, that right. was his that was his space. And those folks took him off the Ated. And, you know, stop writing in the Akhtar. They had a radio show that they canceled. And his books were taken off. I'm already guessed, God bless him, he should yep. be debenched. Yep. 
Um, go, go, go to Eichel's online to buy your Svarim. <laughs> go to, I don't know, there's a bar park store there. He took a gutsy move in it. I'm, he, I'm sure he put uh, six figures on the line, possibly in lawsuits and other things, you know, by, by doing that. But but Felton pulled the book. They, 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 I'm sure it was much, much more money for them. I spoke to one of the heads there and complimented him on it. And, you know, everything was perfect. I think that's what was so devastating about it. That's what was so devastating about it. And, and like, when the survivors see that, that, that look, it's really going right. My goodness, look, people are taking it seriously. It's getting better. And then, bang. And that's what, I think that's what it was, that people were, were feeling good. That it was, and, and, and you know, I, I keep telling people privately and publicly that we took, you know, many steps forward with that first two, three weeks. Right. And this was a big step backwards, but we're going to continue to go forward. This is going in one direction only. Rabbi Yanki Horowitz is with us. All right, there are a couple of practical things we need to speak about in light of all this, because what 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 purpose is there for you and I to discuss this on the air if it won't help somebody out there? First of all, I, I assume you've seen this. Um, there's a letter circulating from a specific school uh, advising parents how to deal with this whole issue. And the letter, which I'm not going to read verbatim, uh, essentially advises uh, limited information, advises that parents should be very sketchy, as the kids would say, and how they describe what happened in the Walder case and how it might apply to their own families. I'd have to assume you've seen the letter, and I have to assume that you think that that is completely the opposite way of dealing with it. Well, I can assure you that every abuser who saw that letter um, pour themselves a l'chaim and, and took a drink to tip, tip their hat to it. Um, that's exactly what we should not be doing. Exactly what we should not be doing. Um, I'm not going to speak to the letter, you know, whatever. Right, I, I right. didn't respond that right. way. But I'm telling you what we should do. This is a teachable moment, Karen. Uh, I wrote it when there was an Anthony Weiner scandal and other things like this. When something goes on in the public and your children are talking about it, and most, it's funny enough because like most most parents, they, you know, they, they meet each other you, you, for your friends, you know, and, and you say, did your kids ask you? No. Did your kids ask you? No. Great. Right. But they're talking about it. Yeah. So it's the best time. This is the time to talk about it. When your children talk about it, don't say, Lashon Hara, I, I'm sorry, it's an obscene distortion of Lashon Hara to say that when children, I'm not saying you should go and publicize every abuse case, and you don't have to talk about it, all of it. But when children are discussing it, to suppress life-saving information because it's distorted. It's, I mean, you, the dying, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, Rabbi Zimmerman, from, from uh, who's, who's an incredible, I'm across from the Torah scholar in, in the UK, did a long presentation about it, and he said he gave a lot of extremely harsh language. Um, talking about, you know, uh, using Lashon Hara in this, in this situation. So parents speak to your children. Not only that, use this. Why am I throwing the books out? Sweetheart, we thought he was a wonderful person. We made a mistake that happened sometimes, and he did, he did bad things to children. So we, we, we're disassociating ourselves and we're throwing this stuff out. And that means the important message to you is anybody could do bad things to children, and you should be careful. And here is, here's what you need to know about your private space. It's the best segue. This is the best time we'll have, perhaps, in your children's lifetime to have a real discussion with them about these things. And I thought it was horrible to suggest that we shouldn't do it. You know something? 
I, the fact of the matter is making your children naive makes them vulnerable. And we figured out a way, not we, I mean, child safety education, look at our child safety book. We have a child safety book called Let's Stay Safe. And, and Baruch Hashem, we're in 120,000 homes in three languages, and we're doing a campaign now, a big campaign, to put, to put a book in every home, and I'm not going to rest until every home, every Jewish home has a, has a child safety book. Um, we'll talk about the details later, but this is the time to educate our children. There is no better time. And 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 we did child safety education. It's not it's not sex education. It's not the birds and the bees. It's the ultimate scheme. That's, that's the ironic thing. People don't understand it. You know, it's okay not to know, but if you don't know, find out. Child safety education is about tennis. It's about privacy. It's about teaching children that they have a right to their own space, and no one's allowed to make them uncomfortable. What's more tenua than that? What's more modest than that? It's the ultimate tennis. So, so use it as an opportunity, especially now. You need children talking about it. Talk to them openly and say how sad it is and it's disappointing. And you know, I, I, I did a I did a, a interview with Dr. David Kaplan, um about about this. And by the way, if you want to look on my YouTube page, uh, uh, so I have a YouTube page at Yaakov, at Yaakov Horowitz. Uh, I, there's about 10, 12 videos on this whole subject. Um, so feel free to or my social media, Yaakov Horowitz, you know, on Facebook, um, Instagram, um, uh, Twitter, and, and LinkedIn. There's a lot of content there. Um, and, and a woman wrote in, she, I, I took some questions when I was in Dr. Puckwitz, um, asked if he was off, and a woman said that she, she said, I apologize, Dr. Horowitz, please don't take this wrong, but how could I trust you and Dr. Puckwitz? <laughs> you hear? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah. You know what I said? No, you know what I said? What? I said, don't don't apologize. That's an excellent question, and there's no bad questions. You can ask anything you want. And the answer is, if trust means that you believe that I'm a person of integrity, and I only mean what I say, and you can't get me to say things if I don't believe in them, then I hope you trust me. And if trust means that you think that when I make decisions, I try to do what's morally correct, that's, that's trust, and I hope that I've earned it. But if trust means that if you see me alone, with a with a twelve year old girl in the car, then uh, you know that's not my child. Or, or you see me doing other flagrant violations of of boundaries or other things like that. Um, don't trust me. Right. Don't trust Dr. Kalkowitz. Don't trust anybody. Right. That's if, if that's what trust. If trust means ignoring poor behavior in 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 the boundaries and and other uh, um, other rules of engagement. And don't trust that. Of course, you shouldn't trust anybody. That's that. And the Gemara, the Chazal said, "I would say just a very wise kadeu v'chasteu respect, right. but be suspicious." Trust but verify, as we used to say in the eighties. You know, nothing, nothing. I, I tell people, I don't want to give them any ideas. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to let them know. A, a, a woman at a Revitan at a, at a, at a child abuse class, convention class, I was giving years ago. She, she said a very respectful, and I think she said, "Oh, this is so important. We should be the bench for doing this." But oh. What is generation that we're talking about these things? You know, right? She was our age, nothing. You know, so yeah. I said, yeah. Remember the good old days when they molested kids and they, nobody did anything about it. <laughs> and and, the, and, the, and those who think it didn't go on, you're fooling yourselves, right? Of course, yes, of course it went on. We just didn't know about it. We didn't know about it. And if, if it seems like it's going on more, it's because these folks who've been doing it for 20 years are getting exposed now. Thank God. This is a messy part of cleaning things up. The Child Safety Initiative, uh, um, centered on the book Let's Stay Safe, and as you said, it's been translated into Hebrew 
and into Yiddish. So um, uh, what was the reaction when it first came out? I mean, I assume you've been making an effort for years and years to get this into every school and into every home. Actually not. I mean, you know, we've just been, you know, from time to time we push it a little bit. But I was actually, we were actually planning on doing this in in May and June. That that was the plan. I, I said I wanted to do something. Fifteen years ago, I gave out, no, I'm sorry, 15 years ago, nine years ago, at, at the Thomas Art Convention, I got, I asked one of my trustees to, for, to pay for 1,500 books, and I wanted to put a book in every preschool class in the country. And I went to the convention, we gave them out, and there was um, an, uh, um, many children came forward, the exposed abusers. One was actually arrested in one, at the yeshiva, and the yeshiva did absolutely the right thing. They did, you know, reported him and everything. And the DA wrote in the indictment, the girl came forward after reading the Let's Say Say So. Wow. So I, so I said, yeah, I got, I got goosebumps on it. I mean, we, we, in the first year, we got over 50 communications from parents whose children either were stopped from abuse or, or exposed abuse that was going on. And like we knew we were on to something. And I said, you know, I was just talking to Eddie, to my lovely wife of 41 years. I said, you know, I, I want to just do a big push before the summer next year. And we were lining up, you know, things to do. And then this happened, and I said, go, we're going to go now. Right. You know, and so what we're trying to do is we got ready. I mean, we're, we're trying to keep up with the requests. I mean, thank God we got probably requests for 10, 15,000 books already. And, you know, and, and, and parents who can to publish. And parents who. I mean, yeah, and parents who fear that they can't address this issue, I would assume you would say to them, you know, this book takes care of most of that for you. Well, you know, look, the book, it's a process. You know, it's a, it's a tool. I think it's a very good tool, but it's part of the package. It's, a, it's about having real open relationships with your children. It's about teaching the children that they can talk to you about anything. If you're interested on my YouTube page, I just did a thing, a talk called Would Your, Child, Would Your Kids Tell You? About having uncomfortable, about telling the kids they can talk to you about anything. We actually brought on our our uh, 26-year-old daughter, Star, our youngest, to talk. People ask the questions about what it was like growing up, where they could talk about anything. You know, so it's it's a it's a process. It's a tool. I think it's a very good tool, but it's part of a package, and it's not one conversation. It's about an ongoing discussion. So we're offering the book for five dollars a book with free shipping for for institutions. You know, for for any schools or for probably schools that are you know that are, the idea is that a sponsor, uh, um, you know, donates donates books, and the communities themselves can figure out how to how to give them out. I mean, just think about it. If you have a community of a thousand families, okay, with young children, even I'm saying if you have a community of a thousand right. families, it's five thousand right. dollars. That's about half of. It's, I, I went to a philanthropist once, and I, 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 we gave out 30,000 free books in Israel in the Kodeshon through the newspaper there um, for that people, me, family. And, and um, I went to a donor, and he said, you know, I told him what the cost was. I said, how many people asked you about for this for rehab money for, for kids who were accused? How much do you spend on charity every year? It was over $100,000 a year that he was spending. I said, no, okay, help us out. Do that, too. You have to do that. Please continue to do it. God bless you. But let's do what we can to protect them for a tiny, tiny fraction of the cost besides the, the broken lives and everything. So if anybody's interested, my email address is ryh at the bright beginnings, plural, dot com. 
R-Y-H, at the brightbeginningsplural.com. And um, we would love to work with you to, to, uh, to help you get, get the kids safer. And, and, you know, we should continue to talk about it. I, I, that's what we have to do. We have to use this horrible, uh, you know, incident as an opportunity to support survivors, to understand them, to stand with them, and to protect it from, you know, to protect our kids um, and make it a safer world for them. R-Y-H at thebrightbeginnings.com. R-Y-H, Rabbi Yanki Horowitz. R-Y-H at thebrightbeginnings.com. And uh, in terms of the um, uh, YouTube, social media, etc., cetera, uh, people could find um, uh, the videos and, uh, and the um, uh, different parenting uh, minutes and lessons and lectures uh, at Bright Beginnings and also at your name at Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz, right? At you know, at Yaakov Horowitz. Oh, at Yaakov Horowitz. At Yaakov Horowitz. On social media, on all the platforms, on not all, you know, but uh, right. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. It's at Yaakov Horowitz, one A, and they can do that that email address. We also started, but we're actually just kicked off. We've been doing um, one uh, parenting clip um, a day. <laughs> You know, I, I realize, Malcolm, that I'm going to have to do a very different uh, class, you know, a different uh, for today's kids. It's a one-hour class, just, you know, <laughs> that dog ain't going to hunt. <laughs> so, so I reformatted my life, you know, and, and, and I'm do, I do 59-second clips every day even since June. We're up to about 180 clips already. Wow. A new topic a week, there's a lot of child safety there. Um, and um, and the, the idea is that uh, we give parents ed- education, but now we're doing, we just started adolescence this Sunday. We're doing a six-month series, different parts of adolescence, so explaining theory to practice. Parents, it's free. I really, really, really encourage you to sign up, and you can sign up different ways. May I, may I give the information on that one? Sure, of course. Yeah, okay, so you can sign up a few different ways. You can go directly to our Instagram page, which is at Bright Beginnings Forum. It's at Bright Beginnings Forum. Um, you, can, um, you can do WhatsApp or you can subscribe there. We have over 3,000 subscribers there already. 845, just send a message to 845-540-2414. And just write the word subscribe. You get it to your phone. You can... If you find them boring, you can uh, unsubscribe at any time. Or we have an email list, and we actually have on Vimeo. You can go to Vimeo and do a search for right beginning. Uh, we purposely made this for Haredi families who have strict filters. And you see, one of our governing principles is that we wanted our clips to go to, to all families should have access. So if you do just a search on Vimeo for right beginning, um, you, you, you all go to uh thebrightbeginnings.com slash forward slash sign up. You can sign up for our daily clips or you can see them on Vimeo. Vimeo is, there's no pop ups and usually it goes through virtually all filters. So that was, a, that was a, you know, it was important to us to get that to as many families as possible. Rabbi Horowitz, um, um, I'm not sure this is fair to do to you at the end of this conversation, but I just, I, I feel that you, you've probably answered this question so many times, it may not be that difficult for you. Um, what about those who um, are concerned that in a case like this, and I'm specifically speaking about the Walder case, 
uh, who are concerned that there was fabrication, who are concerned that there was uh, not enough of an investigation, who are concerned that you know that e- even though you know a, a, a person raising this you know may not be a Walder sympathizer, uh, but they wonder about how people quote unquote jump to certain conclusions. Can I assume that when there's an overwhelming um, avalanche of evidence and accusers, uh, it is different than when someone randomly tosses out a comment about someone's behavior? Uh, yeah, so, so, so it's a very fair question, and, and we never want to go to a place where, um, where we jump to conclusions. You know, every person is entitled to defend themselves, and, and um, th- there are sometimes where people make uh, false allegations. However, and, and it's both the, I don't have to trust Yankee Horowitz, go look it up, go online. The, the, the research that, that overwhelmingly accusations are, are more than 95% of accusations are true. The, the, the exception to that is unfortunately when, when, when this child abuse allegations are abused horribly in custody battles and divorce cases, you know, there one side benefits, God forbid, nobody benefits. But right. I'm saying there's they a reason think they for benefit, someone right. to make a false alle- an allegation. But if you, if, you, if you think about what it takes for somebody to come forward, the humiliation and the pain and everything and putting themselves up, standing against powerful people, it's pretty logical that, you know, it, 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 this doesn't uh, uh, come. And when you see multiple people and when they talk about that it happened years ago, and they say, this is the anecdotally, that they told someone six years ago about it, with one person in their life, let's say, and that person comes forward. So it's not something that they just thought of now, you know. Yeah. There, there are markers. And also, I mean, in this particular case, the Benson, you know, Rav Shulman and Rav Yahu, I don't know Rav Yahu well, he gave it to some in our book. But Rav Shulman is the, the go-to brother in Pesach, in, in the Chalevi, uh, Diane in, in neighbor actually, he's 80 years old, he's a, a tremendous woman, and, and he's fearless about child safety issues. He gave us a letter. I get, I, he gave us a letter for our Yiddish book, and, and he, he, he asked me to please do it again, make it in Hebrew, and then he gave us another letter. So, you know, they reviewed it. He said 22 witnesses, people went forward online. But I, I, I want to just, I want to say specifically about this Walter case, because it didn't go through the process. But that's, why they, that's why I think people should go to the police. Because the police, they do, you know, they, they do it. And they know how to deal that's with why, it. Yeah, that's why you have to. People come to me, I have an allegation. I say, well, you know, I'm, not a, I'm not a forensic detective. Right. How am I supposed to know? Right. Uh, that's not what I do. I, you know, but, I, I, you know, when I, when I took my kids to baseball game, I used to, you know, there's a, there's a crack and there's a hit, ball hit to the outfield and everybody jumps up and says home run. I always told the kids, um, watch the outfielders and where they're standing. Right. If their back is to the wall, then you can stop screaming. It looks like a home run. But right. if everybody's applauding because the ball is high in the air and you see the outfielder, you know, 50 feet from the from the morning track, that ain't going nowhere. Right. So I, when when allegations come, it, it's often helpful to see how the people focus there are responding. Right. And and if the Atedna man took him off the staff, off the writing staff after many years, uh, they saw something also. You know, watch them. That's what I, I tell people. That's what I advise people to, to when, when, when looking at this Walder case right away, uh, you know, uh, the fact that Morty Getz is a private citizen did this, he also did an incredible amount of homework. 
uh, on his own. I know this personally. But especially the institution. So Morty is, is one guy. He's a businessman. God bless him. And he put his money where his mouth is. And he, he took a difficult position for which, he's getting, <laughs> for which he's getting a lot of praise and a lot of other stuff. Right. But, but, um, but you look at what the people in the neighborhood did. Look at Steve. He was, he was on a radio show. They took him off the show right away. He was yeah. on, so you see that the people closest to the situation and powerful people who have juice and could have protected him didn't. Right. That tells you everything you need to know. It doesn't mean he's guilty, but it means <clears throat> you can assume that it's not just, you know, somebody flying off and making an allegation. Right. Understood. Can't thank you enough for your time. Can't thank you enough for helping those who are in really difficult situations. Uh, you're always standing side by side with those who have suffered in their lives at the hands of, uh, of those who uh, uh, have that halo effect that you described earlier. And the call a vote to you. And if we could uh, be of any help in terms of encouraging more and more schools and schools and institutions and families getting the book, let us know, because I think that that's an amazing start for those parents out there, uh, teachers, faculty members who really want to get this conversation started. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nachum. Yashem Shadenshu, for all your great work and um, for always standing up for, for right and just causes. Um, I'll be delighted to come back on and give you, a, give you an update in a while. I just want you to know, I'm, I'm adding uh, 39 minutes to my uh, 36 hours at the end. <laughs> Guil- <laughs> like, guilty like as charged. Hours, wall the free. <laughs> but, and by the way, parents out there, you might want to join. It's, it's, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of very positive feedback from parents and, survi- and, and survivors. That said, you know that, 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 that they love this idea to just take off a little bit, go back to your life. This is all going to be waiting for you when you right. come back, and so, and take a deep breath right. and and educate your children and make make it a safer world for our kids. Sometimes you need to take a drive and clear your head. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's sort of what you're suggesting. Thank you so much, Rabbi Horowitz. Yes, continued continued Thank blessings you. and success. Thank you, Nachum. Be well, Rabbi Yanki Horowitz. Everybody on a very important Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Not every tune I write is a hit song. Not every swing is a home run. Here's what you gotta know before we get started. You win some, you lose some, there's pretty, there's gruesome, there's lows and there's highs, hellos and goodbyes. You win some, you lose some, there's pretty, there's gruesome, there's ups and there's downs, but don't turn around. If you hear me singing this song, you know that I'm trying. All I've got's this promise to keep fighting. I don't have a pretty picture trophy smiling If you hear me singing this song You know that I'm trying Lo yolecho am locho ligmoy Lo yato ben choyrin libotei limelo Lo yolecho am locho ligmoy the highest, highest to try. You win some, you lose some. There's pretty, there's gruesome. There's lows and there's highs. Hellos and goodbyes. You win 
some, you lose some. There's pretty, there's gruesome, there's ups and there's downs. But don't turn around. If I hear you singing this song, I know that you're trying. All you've got's that promise to keep fighting. You don't need a pretty picture trophy smiling. If I hear you singing this song, I know that you're trying. We don't need your home run The only way to win is to have fun With humble eyes, look to the sky The highest, highest to try
Aton Katz with Yehuda Green together. Margishin. Yaakov Shwekis Hamalach. You heard Lo Alecha done by eighth day. My thanks, Rabbi Yanki Horowitz. A, uh, a very important conversation, to say the least. And um, I thank him for joining us on this uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. Uh, Mordechai Shapiro is going to help us wrap things up. I thank you all for tuning in, of course. Uh, full schedule all day long, including Avrami and the live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time, so make sure to join Avrami for that. He'll be live from Israel. And plenty more on a uh, Tuesday right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Mordechai Shapiro is next at JMV. <laughs>
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments of the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemySingle.com and the AlchemySingle Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM and the AM. My thanks to Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. Plenty coming up. JM Rewind is next. Plus, we have a uh, great live lunch coming up with Rummy. Starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to stay tuned in. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, I'll come to reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.